What's going on, everybody, and welcome to What the Funcast, episode 56, a very special episode, an entire episode dedicated to our recap of the D23 Expo in Anaheim, California, and I am joined today by, you guessed it, the man, the myth, the legend, Ahmed GE, who now has a lightsaber. <laughs> I do have a lightsaber. You do too, I recall. I um, do. That was a very, very big introduction. Uh, it has been quite a minute. It has been literally three weeks since our last episode. For that, we apologize. We were traveling and doing fun things and spending all our money and basically having a bonfire with money. Um, the first day we got there, we put all of our wallets in the middle of a fire pit and we set it on fire. And that was pretty much how the whole week went. So very exciting stuff. Built lightsabers, didn't buy droids, sampled literally all the food that we could. It was a good time. Yeah, good, good more time. to come on that in the normal episode, but this episode is purely dedicated to everything that we did at the D23 Expo. So the D23 Expo was held from, what, August 23rd through the 25th? That yeah, sounds 23rd right. 23rd through the 25th. Good guess. Um, in Anaheim. So... It, we didn't have an we didn't have an, an episode dedicated or I guess an episode at all before this, but we did have a good stream of content on both the Instagram and the Twitter feeds. So um, we tried to as best we could give live reactions and, and live updates from the panels that we were allowed to use our phones in. There was only one of the three that we were not allowed to use our phones in, so we were still able to get a good amount of content out there. So hopefully, y'all followed along if you're interested. If not. Then uh, you can go look now and oh, shame on know, you. Take a look in the past. Yeah, shame <laughs> on you. So yeah, D twenty three is um, it's really a fun expo. It really is, but it is very exhausting. I think more exhausting than some of the other expos we go to or some of the other conventions we go to, purely because it's like every every panel that we go to, everything that we go to, we're interested in. It's not like something like oh, I'm kind of interested in this. It's always something that we're very heavily invested in. So. It's I mean, big. I guess we'll go through the three main panels uh, that we went to. So Friday started with Disney Plus. Disney Plus is obviously Disney's new streaming service uh, that they've put that they're going to be putting out on November twelfth. Uh, they had a whole panel, uh, big. I should say one of the key panels for the weekend was dedicated to Disney Plus. So lots of content revealed there. Um, on Saturday, we went to the behind the scenes with the Walt Disney Studios uh, panel, which was uh, pretty much an all encompassing panel from. Disney Live Action Films, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Pixar Animation Studios, Lucasfilm, and Marvel uh, Studios. So yep. a lot of content was covered there very quickly. A lot of people that pretty much just waved high and by, but a lot of celebrities, which was really cool. And then the expo went out with a bang on Sunday, and we had the Parks and Experiences panel, uh, which was all about really everything new and exciting coming to the Disney Parks the Disney Cruise Line and the Disney um, Consumer Products Group to some extent. I guess it's like the Parks and, and Products or something like that. So talked a little bit about Target. We'll get there. Um, but overall, that was a pretty uh, a pretty big one, especially for us who frequent the parks pretty often. So anyway, so let's jump right into it. Um, I mean, I guess we can do overall thoughts towards the end of Med, but why don't we why don't we jump right into Disney Plus and we'll go through go through some of that. Perfect. Okay, so um, I, w- I don't want to say bright and early, but it wasn't even bright and early. It was in the middle of the afternoon. Um, I want to say it was like 3-something or 2.30 or 3.30, yeah. yeah. It was when the Disney Plus panel um, started. So obviously uh, we had um, the, the way that we got into all the panels is we got online reservations for everything, which was super lucky of us because apparently a lot of people did not. So lucky you that we get to 
you can provide you all this exclusive insider coverage. It wasn't really insider. You can find everything that we're about to tell you online, but it's better to hear from us because you love us. So <laughs> they started out. Um, Disney Plus uh, basically starts out with a high school musical. Um, what's the word? Ensemble? Medley? I don't know. They came out and they sang and danced and there was confetti and lights and fancy things. Um, high School Musical, the musical, the series will be available at launch on November 12th. Um, and it basically follows a high school that is putting on a production of High School Musical, uh, which is very meta, obviously. So it looks kind of cute. Um, it's, I believe, 10 episodes. So you get 10 hours basically of content, um, a little more that they can, or a little more time for them to dive into the story. Um, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll have its own following. I think. Um, uh, I don't know. I didn't necessarily grow up with high school musical. Um, I, I don't think I had cable anymore at the time, so I never watched it. I've seen the songs. Or I've heard the songs. I know of the songs, but yeah. So the, the intro that they did was, I think it was just the end. So we're all in this together. I think was just the main, you know what? No, it wasn't though. It was a medley because they did have multiple songs in there. That's so, what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, and it introduced all of the main characters too, which was really cool. So, I mean, the High School Musical following. I mean, me and my sisters used to wait up um, for the premiere of the movies, like as soon as they came out, and then they put the third one in the theaters. So, we watched all those movies growing up, which was which was kind of cool. I mean, we were in we were in high school at the time when they came out. I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed them. I I my soft spot is musicals. So, um, like I was all over Glee. High School Musical was great. I you know I don't know. I guess a guilty pleasure, if you will. Yeah, but, no, I'm sure so, it'll be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually good. pretty excited for this. It should be. Hopefully, it should be good. If they're they're bringing in some fresh blood. Um, obviously Zach Efron and all of them are, are older now, so they probably don't look like high schoolers anymore. So Yeah, it's definitely um, all new cast, all new everything, just based on the originals, kind of in the sense that it was like this, you know, they also grew up with it and now they're, you know, performing it in their school. Yeah, yeah. And um Yeah, it's so it so looks pretty good. But did you so one thing to note, I so saw you just <laughs> So you just moved it out of the dock, but I didn't move it out. I'm just leaving it to the end. But oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, we'll talk about. Yeah, well, so anyway, one thing to note uh, with Disney Plus is at the expo there was this big thing that if you pre-purchase three years of the of Disney Plus, you got it for twenty three dollars off or twenty dollars cheaper per year than the regular price. So it comes out to like one hundred forty dollars for three years. But they've now extended that offer to people that did not come to the expo and they're D23 members. Good news, D23 members. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> you dying? I, yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, so we got these Georgia Peach Cokes, and um, they're pretty wild. They're very peachy, but they're it's very carbonated. So Very peachy. Yeah. It, it's a good peach. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting, here, I'm sitting here burping um, <laughs> uncontrollably. So... Oh, um, oh, so they've extended it to people who who just have a D23 membership now. And you can make a free D23 membership online, um, and you can sign up for this deal. So I think it's a great deal. It's like $4 a month after the discount, yeah, which it's is like insane. Three ninety something, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm and I'm really excited for this content. So I'm sure a lot of other people are. But the it's gone around slick deals. It's gone around Facebook. It's all over the place how great of a deal this is. So yep. for our listeners exclusively, <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> and if, really, you, but. if you're not convinced, just listen to what else we have to announce. Um, at launch, 
all Pixar and Walt Disney um, animated features, and I believe Walt Disney original studio features as well, um, including titles from the vault, will be available on the service. So literally every single um, animated film that's ever been released and, you know, the ones that you can't find and they come out of the vault every 20 years and you're like, remastered, blah, blah, blah. It'll just, it'll be on there. So you don't have to worry about any of that nonsense. If you feel like watching, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an obscure Disney film. Um, what's the one with the mice? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know the one. Come oh, on. Oh, okay. The reason why Ahmed's bringing this up <laughs> is because we're walking around the expo floor and they're selling uh, artwork at the Odyssey booth. And Odyssey does a lot of... Um, what are they called? Oh, screen printed uh, posters. So there's one that's like Australia, and it's got the two mice from the rescuers in the, rescuers. the bird from the rescuers down under. I forget that's, his name. You really only had to say the rescuers. And Ahmed's like, where are these mice from? You didn't have to drag um, me. These mice. Um, these mice. <laughs> I didn't know where they were from. Are they not oh, mice? Even, are they rats? Um, even that movie with the with the mice. Oh, uh, Mickey, Michael Mouse. Shut the. F- I hate you. Get out of here. <laughs> are they not mice? Tell me they're they mice. Are mice. Okay, they are. okay. You I'm were sure saying like they weren't, like they were rats. Actually, and I'm an idiot. I mean, maybe I am an idiot. Rats. But whatever. I don't know. Maybe they are mice. Rats. <laughs> so this is Rodents. this is like this is weird ground for me because I don't know if I necessarily believe this. Like I have a feeling that we're gonna get the service and it's gonna be like Lilo and Stitch Two is not on the service and people are gonna freak out and it's like okay, relax. No, I think um, it'll be every single one. I, I don't know. You have more confidence than uh, than I do. So I mean, they literally good. said it to our faces. I don't know. I, I don't know if it was those exact words, though. They mentioned that stuff even in the vault would be on the service. Yes. I don't remember the at launch part. But anyway. Well, I don't know about it. at launch. It sounds like at launch. I don't know. Whatever. You should look it up, and I'll keep going. Eh. So. <laughs> It'll be on there eventually. Let's, let's Anyways, start Ahmed's there. a fake reporter. Burn him at stake. I never said I was a reporter. I went to school for IT, not journalism. Go on. Oh, anyways. <laughs> What's the next thing? So, a new Phineas and Ferb movie was announced, Candace Against the Universe, uh, which was surprising because I know that there's a lot of people out there like Phineas and Ferb and... Uh, What's that other one? Wow, I'm pulling in a med. Gravity Falls. People are obsessed with Gravity Falls, yes. but I feel like they're all in the same little universe. Not really. Maybe. Same maybe niche, subset, but I think. Yeah, it's a very niche, uh, very niche, I don't know, niche, TV show, niche? I guess. I don't know, whatever. So, anyways, Phineas and Ferb's getting a new movie, so that's cool. Um, yeah. And then I believe the show will also be on Disney+, Plus. I think they mentioned that. Probably. Um, I feel like and then most I, Disney Channel shows will be on there as well. Yeah, so I saw that like the original DuckTales and the new DuckTales will be on there. Anyways, whatever, make it a surprise. Just close your eyes, subscribe, <laughs> November 12th, wake up. <laughs> Open the service, and then you'll be surprised with whatever's there. Expect like, nothing, wow. get everything. Everything. Um, so then the next big one was, okay, here's another one. So we're sitting in the audience. Oh, my God. And the song from the Lizzie McGuire movie comes on. And once again, anybody, you know, everybody's watching Lizzie uh, McGuire. So it comes on, and I leaned over, and I said, Ahmed, what movie is this from? And he said, um... Um, the Parent Trap? I, I never know. said that. That is an absolute <laughs> lie. I never said The Parent Trap. I just said, I don't know. I never watched Lizzie McGuire. Let me live. So, and it was like, no, it's from the Lizzie McGuire movie. How have you not seen the Lizzie McGuire movie? Perhaps the best decom there is. So, maybe that's a little extravagant. But, anyways, I leaned over and I said to Lauren, imagine if they rebooted Lizzie McGuire. So, they got on stage and said, we're really happy to announce that we're rebooting Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> Exclusively for Disney Plus. And, you know, we had to find a new girl. 
um, you know, with uh, that would fit the bill and, you know, for a new generation and, and Hilary Duff is older now. So, you know, and then it got really weird because it was like they're showing pictures of these young girls on screen. And it was like, yeah, like we went through so many, so many interviews and, and auditions. And, you know, when we finally picked ours, someone was like, you know, wh- this is a little different. Like this, this doesn't look like the Liz McGuire that I know. And I'm like, um, huh? And yeah, so then they're like, we just couldn't do another Liz McGuire without Hillary Duff herself. So then Hillary Duff comes out, and uh, it's about old Liz McGuire, who's still got a little voice in her head that's dealing with adult problems. Us. Literally um, us. She's 30 years old, but I think in real life, she's not 30 years old. Alexa, how old is Hillary Duff? I feel like she is 30. 30 something. Hillary Duff is 31 years old. Yeah. Oh, anyways, she, she was is. born th- on September 28th, 1980. Hey! 28th, wow. Literally one day after my birthday. Would you like to know the answer? Oh my god, Alexa, that's enough. Yes, now I do. Wait, what's the question? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She said bye? (laughs) What what was she saying? Would you like to know the answer? How tall is Hillary Duff? Oh, how tall. Anyways. Um, So yeah, it follows Lizzie McGuire as a 30-year-old millennial navigating life in New York City. Sounds a lot like me. And she's married, right? Uh, Yes, we don't know to who. Bottoms up, Gordo's the husband, and the devil laughs. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know anything about Gordo. Um, that's, what's his face? <laughs> Moving on! Gabriel Iglesias, right? No. Huh? <laughs> Who is it? It's, it's, an, it's an Iglesias. Huh? <laughs> Shut up. Oh my god. Can you relax? Hold on, what is his name? <laughs> I was like, maybe I shouldn't say the name. Adam Lambert? Oh, That's not then who's Iglesias. the Iglesias dude that you were saying? You said someone tweeted about something. I'm so confused. You were saying something about someone tweeted and it's like Gordo, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. And it was an Iglesias name. Oh, oh, Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian. Yes. Was like, I saw Gordo trending on Twitter and I was like, call me out. Like, Gordo, like. Oh, okay. Anyways, Anyways, when I'm at this part of the podcast, because I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Um, So Lizzie McGuire happened, and then our father, our lord and savior, Kevin Feige, took the stage. Weirdo. Listen, for the Marvel section of the Disney Plus panel, um, we started out with What If, which obviously we've discussed before, is an animated series that asks What If about specific key moments in the MCU timeline. So, uh, for example, what if Peggy, Peggy Carter is the one who took Petty the Petty Carter? <laughs> it's late. It's like 11 p.m. Let me live. I'm sweating. <laughs> what if Peggy Carter took the Super Soldier Serum? And then out comes Haley Atwell, and we see a few uh, clips from the... I guess... It, uh, I don't want to say trailer. A few clips from the show... Um, and we see Captain Britain. It's Haley Atwell as, you know, holding the shield and it has like the British flag on it and it's all fancy. And we also see like zombie Captain America in the trailer. I don't know. It looked really spooky, but very well, exciting. No, they were saying like, it was like a, what if, um, what if it exploded while he was in there or whatever and died and became like a zombie with the serum? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like every, oh, I didn't realize that was the, the origin of that, but every episode will be a different what if circumstance. I didn't realize that him ex- dying in the thing was what spawned the zombie. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I took it. At least could be wrong. Maybe I don't know. He's a zombie, regardless. Um, but yeah, every every episode will have a different uh, kind of what if you know 
not necessarily all taking place in one time. It's all, you know, different parts of the MCU. So it looks very cool. All of the cast, uh, the original MCU cast, will be reprising their roles as the voice actors for the animated series. So you'll actually, it won't be like, you know, disjointed and, you know, hearing Captain America with someone else's voice, it'll be Chris Evans. Thank God. It's so annoying when that happens. It is. I I understand why it does, but um, yeah, I mean, this was... It's the first time we heard that because it, when it was announced, it was most of the of the cast will be back, and now it was clear that it was all of the cast will be back to reprise their roles. So that's good to hear. Yeah, very exciting. And then this kind of the next few happened, and it was funny because they bring out the cast members, and then they literally just say like, "Hi, we're really excited. Okay, bye." And it's like y'all really came all the way out here just to say hello for five seconds. Um, so cue Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Sam coming out for Falcon and Winter Soldier. They really literally didn't do anything but just say, we're really excited, and then they left. So that was a good time, I guess. Um, and then WandaVision. That was at the part when the teleprompter went out, too, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But Did the teleprompter go out? The teleprompter did the teleprompter go, go out? I can't speak. Um, I did notice that it stays blank for sometimes because like, they don't, like the, the actors don't have a script to follow. It's really just the presenters that have the script, and the actors are more open-ended, but I don't know. Maybe it was an issue. Um, maybe. But anyway, uh, next, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen came out for WandaVision, and we still don't know what this is or how this works, um, but I have a theory. So basically, the creators came out and described it as a half sitcom, half MCU epic, and they showed us, it's not even a teaser, they showed us like a few clips to show us what the tone would be, so to speak, Um, and a lot of it was like Dick Van Dyke show footage, and I don't know, it was very like weird and almost looked like it was, I don't know a horror thing but they never said anything about horror so i don't know but my suspicion or my theory is that this is an alternate reality that they're living in and this is kind of a direct prequel or lead up to dr strange 2 multiverse keyword of madness yeah that's my theory i agree i agree 100 percent. yeah so i don't know it should be interesting because they also i also saw rumors that it was, uh, it was like her her alternate reality of because um, you could see her in her suit in the shadow in the poster. Yes, in like the comic book suit. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, I don't know. It should be interesting. I hope we still. I, it's still very much in development. It seems. Um, I don't think they've even begun shooting yet. So we probably won't see this one for quite a while, especially given that Doctor Strange two doesn't come out for quite a while. So I'm assuming it'll be out before then, but. Yeah. We have a few, a year or two. Um, and then pretty much out of left field, I mean, it was kind of spoiled for us a few minutes before the panel because a lot of media outlets, like the embargo, I guess, was lifted at 3.30 when the panel started. Um, but Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk are all getting their own series on Disney+. Plus. Very exciting. Um, obviously, Miss Marvel is your girl, Kamala Khan. She's got the power to make her limbs huge and stretchy. Think of like Elastigirl. She's a brown Muslim girl from New Jersey. We love representation. Very excited. I've read these comics. These are like the first comics I've ever actually read on my own. So super excited to see this on the screen. Um, Moon Knight, I actually first heard of... Oh, so we haven't had an episode since this happened. Um, I don't know if y'all heard, but I, were fe- I was featured on the Marvel Make Me a Hero YouTube series. Um, and basically, I went wow. in... Just self-plugging for a sec. I went in and I was like... You know, I described what my hero would be like, and they drew it out, and it was super cool. So on the YouTube video, someone commented and was like, oh, seems a lot like Moonlight, or Moon Knight, Moonlight. 
Moon Knight. And I was like, who's Moon Knight? And I Googled him and I was like, hmm, it seems interesting. And lo and behold, Moon Knight's now getting a series. So Moon Knight, a.k.a. Uh, Mark Spector, is a former Marine CIA agent turned mercenary who was working in ancient Egypt for some warlord, like on some archaeology project in some ancient tomb or whatever. And then the warlord ended up killing him, long story short. Um, but his body was at the foot of an idol to the Egyptian god Khonshu, who resurrected Mark and gave him the powers to become Moon Knight. So very interesting, kind of like a morally ambiguous character, I guess, because he was kind of a mercenary, um, which should be fun. And then last but not least, She-Hulk, which I actually didn't really know the origin story to, but looks it up for the purposes of this episode, so I don't seem like a fool. Um, She-Hulk is Jennifer Walters, Bruce Banner's cousin, and got her powers from a life-saving blood transfusion from him. Um, she can control her powers, and she chooses to operate as a Hulk rather than, you know, a regular human. Um, but she's also a lawyer, and eventually, apparently in the comics, becomes the district attorney of New York. So imagine, like, this giant green woman just in the courtroom like running <laughs> shit so it feels like it's gonna be kind of silly um in a funny way hopefully so i don't know should be fun and that i think wrapped up the marvel section of this do you want to pick it up for the pixar section pixar ish no. section there's like two things here no i don't of course i do of course um do. okay so there was uh <laughs> this looked really funny, actually. It was Pixar in real life. I don't think we knew. I, I didn't know about this before the panel. Yeah, I don't think we did. Um, and it was this reality show that takes like moments from Pixar films and pranks people. So it was like Wally moving around and walk, like going around the city and like picking up trash or whatever. Yeah. So and they showed a very small segment of it, um, and then yeah, they, they didn't say much more about it besides that. I think there was like one clip they showed where it was like one of those like Fisher Price houses and it had a bunch of balloons on it and some like man dressed as Carl from up like jumps into the house like and jumps off a cliff to try to float away and then it like crashes down. Am I making that up in my head or did that happen? You are making that up. There was no. the house, I think. Some like he didn't jump off a cliff, but like he jumped off something within the house. I don't know. And like it didn't float away. Anyways, we saw footage and we don't know when it's coming out, but Pretty that, that sure was the thing. Happened. Maybe I dreamed um, it. Maybe did make it up. So <laughs> it, it looks it looks pretty entertaining. So they also showed Forky asks a question where Forky, you know, he gets on the screen and he's like, I have all these questions. Like I just came to this world like two days ago. Like I have all these questions. Um, what was the segment that they showed us? It was like it was like what is Forky? money? What is money? And he yes, asks yes, Ham yes. because he's a piggy bank. So yeah, so they showed us one of the one of the uh, shorts. So it was him talking to Ham about uh, money, and it's just Forky being dumb, really, and you know laughing about it. So um, it looked cute. Yeah, so it, I, I think it looked entertaining, and all these little shorts. I mean, they're no more than like two and a half, three minutes a pop. So yeah. they're probably gonna release all at once, I'd imagine. But well, so funny you mentioned that. Um, the, I don't think well, they ever talked about this. What? Oh, the, the short specifically, specifically, I think, might go a little bit differently than the rest of the shows. But go ahead. I know what you're getting at. Yeah. the this I don't think this was announced at the expo, but it was announced afterwards that D, Disney Plus will be releasing their major shows on a weekly basis as opposed to all at once, which I'm into because I feel like when something like Stranger Things comes out on Netflix, it's really hard to avoid spoilers because everyone watches it, it seems, within the first 10 hours that it's out. And then suddenly you have these spoilers. And that's just not realistic for me or a lot of people i feel like to watch something immediately like at midnight um and avoid spoilers and i feel like also the conversation kind of dies out after like a week 
of the show being out because, you know, everyone's already watched it and suddenly it's old news and you don't hear about it for another year and a half until the new season comes out. So having a weekly release schedule kind of keeps the show in the general lexicon, kind of like Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones is a big talking point for like the four months that it's airing or three months that it's airing or whatever. Um, or was, I guess. But So I 100% agree with you, and a perfect example of that would be Stranger Things, where we just have not gotten around to watching it, and we watched the first episode, but if it was on a weekly basis, it'd be so much easier. Right now, I'm like, I know that if we sit down and watch it, we're going to marathon through it. So it's like, okay, that's eight episodes, that's eight hours, you know, how am I spending my day? Am I spending it binge-watching eight episodes of Stranger Things, which I have a hard time doing just because... The way my mind is, I always need to be doing something yep. somewhat productive. So mm-hmm. it's like I can't sit and watch eight ep- you know, eight episodes in a row. A lot of people out there can. A lot of people out there do stay up till midnight. A lot of our friends stay up until midnight or 3 a.m. and watch every episode of whatever show is out on Netflix there's, uh, if it's highly anticipated. Yeah, there's really been only one other show that I've binged, and that's Russian Doll. And that was because I just had a Sunday off. And I watched the first episode the day before, and then I watched from 2 to, like, 10. And it was just super easy because it was, like, 30-minute episodes. But other than that, like, I just – I'm not a binge person, so this is no. fine. No, and, and it's and it's interesting. So, yeah, I, I am fully on board with this because I can justify watching four different shows on a Thursday night or even two or three different shows, whatever it might be, and then being able to watch one episode every week to catch up. Exactly, um, and stay on and stay on point with them. But to sit and watch eight episodes, it's like it's so daunting in my head that I become like a med, and it's like oh, I'm just tired. So <laughs> it's like me with any video game. I'm like, hmm, I'm tired suddenly. Yeah, me so with Red Dead Redemption. I am fully on board with this. I think it's great, and hopefully, it'll encourage me to watch some of these shows because all of them look great. Speaking of great and fantastic and uh, blessed presence, <laughs> uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum is a show that's coming to Disney Plus. Jeff Goldblum is like the strangest human being. I don't know what happened to him. What's this whole that Jurassic tweet? Park sculpture got to his head. But I think he's always been like that. We've just been not awakened. You, you really said Our third Jeff eye wasn't himself, open. Jeff himself blessed us with his ethereal presence. He really is. What's that one tweet? It was like I think Jeff Goldblum's an, an alien that's like trying his best to blend in. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no one's really asking any questions about it or something. Honestly, was... I buy it. That yeah, sounds he's about like, right. there's this video of him on the D23 red carpet and his mannerisms as he's like letting people take pictures. It's like, he's just like, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it in audio because I'm sitting here making the motions, but he just like puts his arms out and goes, ah, have you, ah, <laughs> like without the noises. But have you seen the video of when they told him that Spider Man is out of the MCU on the red carpet? No. So there's an interview where a reporter's like, how do you feel about, you know, Spider-Man not coming back? And he's like, what? How did this happen? And they're like, no one told you? And he's like, nope. And the way he says no is like the funniest thing. <laughs> he's a very strange man. And this show's going to be great. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's the world, according to Jeff Goldblum. He just explores things. I don't know. What, they talk about like rollerblades and like ice cream. Another it random was, stuff. It was a bunch of silly stuff. I don't know why people aren't making shows about me, but that's another story. So, <laughs> The world, according to Paul Kanye, everything sucks. Yeah, truly. It's like, don't come here. Don't come to Earth. Stay away. <laughs> don't come to Earth. Um, yeah, it, it was just silly stuff like that. Like, you know, it's almost like <laughs> Forky asked a question, and Jeff, <laughs> the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, are actually the same show. But Basically. Yeah, so we'll see. It looks good, though. Yes. Um, 
Talked about Encore a little bit. Uh, Kristen Bell came out on stage, talked about uh, her show. This is her show she's directing and producing, I think. Something like that. Yeah, sure. so it's Go a reality that. TV show that reunites old high school theater groups to perform their shows again, and the gag is now that they're adults, all with real lives and uh, probably less talent in some cases. So, Right. Um, what else? I mean, that looked okay. I you know I could pass on that one, but yeah, maybe it's probably it's not going to be like a, a hype one. Um, but uh, then they talked about yeah, some yeah. original movies that are kind of seem like they're better quality than Disney Channel original movies, but not quite big enough for theaters. Um, so we'll run through these real quick. We got Star Girl, which is based on the book. This one looked fine. Um, Timmy Failure, uh, Mistakes Were Made, I believe it's called. Is this yep. subtitle um, also based on a book? This kind of looked cute from the trailer that they showed us. It um, looked pretty funny. Yeah, and then they got Lady and the Tramp, live action. They brought the dogs out. That's the most important part. How the live action will play out, who knows? Because after we've seen The Lion King, I think we're a little disenchanted. Um, and then Togo, which is based on a true story of like a husky saving a man's life in Alaska or something like that. I don't know. It's starring... Um, who's it starring? It's starring someone famous. But they didn't come out for it. But it was a very recognizable actor. Uh, I'll look it up. All right, sure. Um, and then some original series were also announced... Um, Unrelated to, you know, Marvel or anything else. Um, Muppets Now. So they're getting an unscripted series that will feature apparently celebrity guests. Um, and they showed, I want to say they showed a teaser, but they didn't really tease anything. It was like Kermit with a lawyer next to him. And Kermit's like, well, can I talk about this? And the lawyer's like, no. And Kermit's like, well, great. Well, that's the show. Um, Every time he says something, he's like, can I talk about this? He's like, no, then it would be a behind the scenes sneak peek look. It would not be a teaser. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is a teaser? Nothing. Um, so it looked like it'll be fun. And then Diary of a Female President, which I believe is also based on a book. Um, this one's starring Gina Rodriguez as the president. Um, and it's basically just, you know, what you, exactly you would expect. The Diary of a Female President. Um, I don't know. It looked fine, I guess. This is probably another thing that will probably end up... I don't know. I feel like this whole section is things will end up skipping besides, like, Muppets Now. Maybe Lady and the Tramp. Who knows? Um, uh, Willem Dafoe? Oh, okay. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. He's from uh, the original Spider-Man and a bunch of other I was going to say, movies. he's Green Goblin, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. A bunch of other movies. That's the first one that comes to mind. And then, last but not least, Star Wars. So, the final season of the Clone Wars animated series will be coming on February 2020. 12 episodes, plus all of the original episodes from the original series are coming as well, too. So you can watch them. I think there's, I want to say, six seasons? So this will be the seventh? Or there's eight seasons and this will be a ninth. I think it's six and this will be the seventh. The last I have one. no idea. I couldn't even give you a ballpark. People know. it's uh, This is a hugely popular series. And I remember coworkers telling me about it like years ago. And I'm like, I haven't even seen any of the Star Wars movies. And they're like, what? So there's that. I have seen Star Wars movies now to clarify. Um, and then we're apparently getting a new Cassian Endor show with both Diego Luna, Luna and Alan Tudyk reprising their roles as Cassian and K2SO. Um, no title, but Alan Tudyk was suggesting K2 Fast, K2 Furious. Um, so that was exciting. <laughs> and then I guess we'll, you know, we can touch on this for an hour quick. We ran into Diego Luna later that evening in downtown Disney, totally out of the blue. Um, we were going to the Void, like VR reality thing that they have down there. And... Little did we know that the Void actually has Cassian Endor's character as, like, the lead character in, like, the pre-show. Um, but while we were setting up, before we even got into the pre-show, I'm like, that guy looks really familiar. I think that's Diego Luna. And then I heard his accent. And I didn't want to go up to him and be like, hi, are you Diego Luna? And him being like, who are you? I don't know who you are. If it was someone not 
Diego Luna. So I asked one of the employees, it's like, hey, is that Diego? And he goes over and like shakes his hand. And then the guy's like, oh, well, he's getting ready to leave. I'm like, bitch, I'm not leaving without a photo with this man. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. So we got a picture with him. Go check it out. It's on our Instagram. Anyways, that was exciting. Uh, the show, Cassie and Andor show, takes place before the original uh, films, but after the prequels. So it's right in between that timeline. Presumably before Rogue One as well. Yeah, before Rogue One, basically. That's an easier way to put it, right? I'm not thinking yeah. straight. You want to take the next one? Yeah, like there's only been... two things left. I figured if you're jumping into Star Wars, you finish it These out. These are but... too big. I, I need to take a water break. My throat's hurting. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, John Favreau comes out on stage for the grand finale, The Mandalorian. So um, the cast appears, and we didn't know any of them except for Taika Watiti, who is known for directing um, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, the trailer's online. Go watch. Really, a lot of these trailers for Disney Plus did show up online right after the uh, panel finished up. So we saw them, and we were like, ooh, we got exclusive stuff. No, not really. We really we got very didn't. little exclusive stuff, but... Um, that's fine. So go watch the trailer. I mean, it looks good, and um, hopefully, hopefully it turns out to be good. Lots of Mandalorian merchandise was not selling out, so uh, you know I don't know if people were. I mean, to be fair, the merchandise was a shirt with the logo on it, and it didn't really look that good. And I don't feel I don't know. It feels weird to buy a shirt for a show you haven't seen yet. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but people do, and Disney Ooh. fans are uh, savages when it comes to merchandise. So and yeah, um, those shirts were everywhere, <laughs> trying to yeah. be sold in the last day. Yeah, and then yeah, you know, people trying to convince us to buy shirts. They're like, hmm, this shirt's gonna sell out if you don't buy it immediately right now. And we're like, okay, that's fine, let it sell out. Um, <laughs> it didn't sell out. But yeah, so not that that even was the biggest thing. So uh, Kathleen Kennedy was out on stage. She is the president of Lucasfilm. Um, she was like, you know, she was talking about, uh, she invited John Favreau out, talking about the Mandalorian, and it was like, oh, wait, there's, you know, there's one more thing that we need to, or John Favreau was like, I'd like to invite Kathleen Kennedy back out. She's got one more announcement to make for a wrap-up for the day. So, she's like, you know, I keep getting this question about an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, and, you know, so, uh, you know, yeah, we kept talking about it, and I can't believe this hasn't leaked out yet, and I'm like, um, okay, it, this has been, like, the biggest rumor for the history of time. It really has. So... She was like, you know, I just, I just can't believe it. So I'm um, very happy to announce that, yes, we are working on Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um, and I'd like to invite Ewan McGregor to come out and, uh, and you know, to talk about it. So anyways, takes place before the originals, after the prequels, um, just before the Cassian Endor show. So it'll be the same time frame as Solo, which isn't too surprising. Uh, but Ewan McGregor comes out and he's like, go ahead, Kathleen, ask me. Ask me if I'm working on a, a, an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. <laughs> and so I can tell all these people... Finally, after being asked all these times, not being able to say anything. So, um, but yeah. So, sure enough, yeah. Ian McGregor is back, uh, hot off the heels of whatever, whatever it was, what ten years ago, um, of episodes one, two, and three. It was like so, almost twenty years ago now. Huh? Didn't the first one come out like nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety eight? The first of the prequels. Alexa, when did Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace come out? The film Star Wars, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace was released about 20 years ago on May 19, 1999. Yeah, Anyways, we're old we, now. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, go to sleep. I'd like to interrupt us before we continue on to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Amazon Alexa. 
you can do anything with your a little Echo Dot in your office and ask questions like, when was Hillary Duff born? When was Hillary Duff? Whatever. I don't even know what the other thing was. Was she married? I don't know. Whatever. How tall she was. How tall she was. And that's what she missed on Glee. Um, <laughs> all right. So that was the Disney Plus panel. Oh, my um, Pretty wild. Ended out with, uh, with Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Pretty awesome. Um, and then now that we're 35 whole minutes into the episode. <laughs> and we're not jump. even like halfway done. Let's jump right into the Disney Studios. I'll take the first part of this because I know that Ahmed will sit here and harp on it for a decade. So. I won't. Go ahead. So they gave us a bag and told us to see our phones, um, and Ahmed aggressively took notes on paper. So thank you, Ahmed, for all of these notes. You're welcome. Um, we came out of the gate very hot with Lucasfilm. Kathleen Kennedy uh, came back out onto the stage, brought J.J. Abrams out. Um, Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker, sorry. Um Wait, is it Rise of the Skywalker? Or the, Rise Rise of Skywalker? the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Yes. Right. I know this is a, a point of contention amongst the internet. So It is. Um, the entire cast came out. So Daisy Ridley came out. John Boyega came out. Oscar Isaac came out. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Naomi Aki, who is a new character playing Janna. Um, jo- Jonas. Junis. Sota- Junis. Sotama. Sotamo. Suotamo. Um, Okay, I'm Come on, this name. He's the right. he's the new Chewbacca now that unfortunately the original actor had passed away, um, and I think actually he may have been involved in the previous film as well. I want to say he was in the Last Jedi. Yeah, I think he was. Um, but he yeah, looks familiar. So, yeah, so playing Chewbacca and Billy D. Williams star- starring once again as Lando um, and BBA R two and that little droid. What the hell was his name? Not, I don't remember. Not, I tried looking it up, but I couldn't find it. Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. It was like not. It's not Togo. That's that movie. Um, <laughs> That's the dog movie. I don't know. It's something with. It. I'll look it up. Um, so they introed Zori, who's played by Carrie Russell. It's a new character. It's very cool and a little shady, and may or may not have been Poe Dameron's old love interest. So. <laughs> in response to this little love interest bit, you know, Oscar put his hand on John's shoulder and goes, "Baby, we were young." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Anthony Daniels came out, uh, who plays C three PO, and just said, "It's hard for me to understand the story's ending." He said, uh, "But what an ending! I cannot wait to share what we've done." Uh, so JJ Abrams did reiterate that. So they were talking about Carrie Fisher, uh, that Carrie Fisher's footage did indeed come from outtakes from The Force Awakens, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. Uh, and it'll be crazier once we see what the footage actually is. Yeah. Um, but they had that footage from the outtakes from The Force Awakens, so they're not going to be using any holograms or CGI or anything, which is awesome. So, um, Abrams noted that he wasn't original. Oh, well, we knew he wasn't on board initially for the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Um, have, oh, yeah, Colin Trevorrow, that's right. Colin Trevorrow was supposed to be on it. He uh, left, um, and then, you know, they... Uh, they brought J.J. Abrams back on. So he did quote Carrie Fisher's book, which this is pretty interesting. Um, so Carrie Fisher's book, The Princess Diarist, um, in it he did – sorry, Carrie Fisher thanked J.J. Abrams for putting up with her twice. And he was like, I've never worked with her on a movie except for The Force Awakens. And I wasn't supposed to direct this movie. So he uh, he joked that Carrie Fisher was like a, prop, a prophet and uh, she was almost supernaturally witty. So it was uh, – pretty cool that is pretty wild how'd you know we never know i know right so then we saw the first well one of the first teaser trailers uh for rise of skywalker the rise of skywalker oh my god (laughs) take a shot every time i say it um and really that that trailer shows 
like what is perceived as like a dark ray. So it's got a, she's holding it's it's online now, so you can go see it for yourself. But it's she's holding a, um, like a dual lightsaber almost. It's almost like in a fork orientation where you have two blades coming up, and then she flips it around to like a Darth Maul looking lightsaber. So dark it's- ray. Maybe. Dark Ray. I don't know. There, I was reading up on some rumors, and apparently there's like this rumor that she's a clone or something. Yes, I saw that, which was interesting. So they alluded to that in um, Force Awakens, Last Jedi. Which one's the one where she went through um, mirrors and stuff like that? Like that was Last mirrors. Jedi. That was Last Jedi. Yeah, because that she was. That was like when everyone was like, "Oh, they're gonna find out like who her parents are or whatever." Like she's related to Skywalker, and then they were like, "Actually, no." And then yeah, that was that. That was stupid. But that's another story. <laughs> I thought it was fine, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It looks very interesting. There's a fight on like the remains of a Death Star or something in the middle of like an ocean. I don't know. Ooh, looks, that was wild. There was like a million Imperial um, star destroyers like lined up in the sky in that one shot i don't know obviously the trails online go scour it and look at every frame um but very very exciting coming out december 20th cannot wait to die uh it's gonna be good all right marvel time our old buddy old pal kevin feige back on the stage coming in hot with black panther 2 officially announced which hasn't i was surprised that it hasn't been officially announced um before then but um, Brian Cougar, director of the original, comes out, says that he that that's not even the real name, but he can't say what the real name is yet um, or give any other details. Kevin Feige was like, well, can you give us, uh, you know, any other details? And every time Ryan Cougar's like, nah. Um, but we do know that it's coming out May 6, 2022. The world will be a giant ball of lava by then, so get to work. Um, then the Eternals came out. Um, all 100 cast members, including Richard Madden, Kumail, Richard Madden, Kumail Ninjani, Lauren Ridloff, Brian Tyree Henry, Salma Hayek, Leah McHugh, Don Lee, Angelina Jolie, Gemma Chan, Kit Harrington, and Bri- Bur- Barry Keegan. Um, no footage or anything, just pics of them in their costumes, which looks really cool. Um, I'm honestly kind of worried about this one because I feel like this is so many new characters to introduce in a brand new movie that we know nothing about. Um, I feel like the last time we saw any ensemble movie with a lot of new characters was Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were only really, like, five, if you count Nebula. Um, this seems like it's going to be a, what's the word? Ambitious? Ambitious film. So, we'll see. I would see. say ambitious, yeah. Might be overselling it, but yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully it turns out good. I feel like the MCU has a good uh, track record. Like, I we haven't seen like a bad movie in a, quite a, some time, so hopefully this does not break the trend. Um, also, Valkyrie will apparently not be the first open, uh, you know, LGBTQ character in the MCU. Someone is gay in the Eternals, and my bet is Icarus, who is played by Richard Madden, because Richard Madden is gay in real life. I feel like that would just make sense, but we'll see. Apparently, Kevin Feige was saying in interviews, whoever the character is, that they're like happily married and blah blah blah, and that's just who they are. Um, so we don't know anything else about them. Um, it might not even be like a major plot point, but we'll see. Um, and then rounding at the Marvel section, uh, we saw obviously Black Widow. Hold on, before we go past the Eternals, did you know that the Eternals are going to have Marvel's first deaf character? Uh, portrayed by Lauren Ridloff. Yes, yes, we discussed that before. I think so. I think. No. And like, I don't think so. like the episode three weeks ago when we went in depth about every single Eternal. I feel like we did. Maybe. I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. That's fine. A recap. (laughs) Someone is deaf. His first deaf character. Um, Very exciting. We'll have a representation. 
Um, so Black Widow, um, no cast was present because they're actually filming out in wherever they're filming. I don't know. They said where they were, but I forgot. Um, but we did see, they did shoot a little video. It was Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, and David Harbour, um, who are our main three characters, obviously. Um, and then they showed us a little trailer, the first trailer. Uh, so trailer starts with a Budapest title card, so we finally get to figure out what happened in Budapest. And one can assume that perhaps Hawkeye might make an appearance, um, but that wasn't announced. This is all just me speculating. Um, it starts out with Natasha like going to some apartment or whatever, and then she's fighting with this girl named Elena. Um, and they're you know it's this crazy like action sequence, like super well choreographed, blah blah blah. And then it turns out that they're just sisters, and she's like, "Oh, nice to see you again." Um, and Elena is played by Florence Pugh. And then it jumps into like just a standard trailer format. Um, and we see like little clips of David Harbour's character as the Red Guardian with a heavy Russian accent and looking like a goblin, pretty much. Um, but I don't know. Looks, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm not particularly hyped for it, but the choreography of the fighting looks cool. So we'll see. Yeah. It, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but. Who knows? I like I, David I Harbour. I think you're right. So. It looks fine. Yeah. Movies that I thought were going to look fine that actually look pretty good. We moved into the Disney live action section. Um, I started off strong with Jungle Cruise. So I thought this movie was going to be pretty mediocre looking. Same. And it actually looks really good. Um, so Dwayne The Rock Johnson came out on a boat. Jungle Cruise. Go figure. It's appropriate. Uh-huh. And Emily Blunt is the uh, other lead role in this movie. So put the two of them together and it looks to be very promising so it showed us two versions of the trailer one that was centered around the rock so you know his name came up really big and emily blunt's came uh name came up really small and then she came out and she was like you know it portrayed him as like the big hero so then she came out and she was like no no no, it's not how this goes and then she played her trailer and it was emily blunt's side of everything um and then her name was big and his name was small so they have a very good chemistry to both of them, uh, between them at least. What are you and eating? <laughs> sorry, I had a piece of chocolate in my mouth. Okay. And it was like melting as I was talking. I'm like, hello. Uh, hold on, let me take a sip of water. Ready? Perfect. Okay. So, yeah, it looks it looks very entertaining. So, um, I don't know. I was very surprised by it. And they did make a note that, you know, they're like, we know how precious this IP is because it's something that Walt Disney himself touched years ago, and we're taking it very seriously, and we will not let the the property down, which I don't believe. I mean, I, I know they're trying to be, you know, whatever, but hopefully it's actually good. So this movie comes out July 2020, um, and I am very excited for it all of a sudden. I was not excited before. Movies Damn. I'm not excited for, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. I don't really care about this movie, but um, I think Maleficent 1 was good, decent, passable, you know, enjoyable. And they were good there. Uh, this So this is the sequel to that. And it's using the same director as Pirates 5, Dead Men Tell No Tales. So that's not a compliment. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's... It I don't know. I enjoy the Pirates movies. And Dead Men Tell No Tales was another movie that was entertaining. But, you know, I also don't go to Pirates movies looking for an Oscar-winning movie. But um, very it's nice to be surprised. Yeah. I don't What'd know. you say? I said very unmemorable. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Angelina Jolie comes back to the stage, reprising her role as Maleficent, um, Elle Fanning, Michelle Pfeiffer, and how do you pronounce it? She would tell Ejiofor. There you go. I, it's like I've said it before. I know it. 
It looks familiar, and I'm like, okay, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> he played Scar in the latest Lion yes. King. Yes, yes. So, yeah, Maleficent looks, whatever. It, you know, I don't know, it doesn't look good in my opinion. Uh, moving on, we jumped right into Mulan, Donnie Yen, Jet Li, uh, Lu Yifei. I think it's Lu Yifei. Yifei, sorry. Yeah. Um, so we've known that this is more based on the original 1,500-year-old ballad than the animation uh, animated variant uh, that Disney had produced previously. So um, they did show us a couple clips that did have the instrumental versions of the songs in the background. So um, the pieces that they showed us though looked very good. I, I, you know, I I'll give it a shot. I you know I fear that it might be a little I, too traditional for me, but you know. I worried about the one part. So the, they showed us a clip where they're like setting up Mulan. It's like a woman has to be, you know, quiet, respectful, you know, never says a word in front of her, you know, her husband, blah, blah, blah. So they're like setting up Mulan to be like this wife. Um, and then there's like a spider somewhere and the women all start screaming and like knocking cups over and stuff. And they're about to like break all these expensive, you know, this expensive tea set. And Mulan like jumps into action to like catch all the cups before they fall. And it looked kind of goofy to me. I don't know, like, I don't know if it was the CGI or the editing or what have you, but I was like, mm, I hope that the rest of the movie isn't like this since just this one scene. But that was really my only it didn't, gripe. It didn't really stick out in a negative way to me, to be honest. But I don't know. Then again, I know you're an expert film critic, soon <laughs> to be on the board of uh, voters for the Academy Awards. So That's me. Yeah. No, in all seriousness, <laughs> though, I didn't... I. I I guess I know what you're saying because I think that was wasn't that a scene from the original Mulan? I honestly don't remember. I haven't seen the original Mulan since I was like too young to remember. There was something like that where her hair started falling down and it distracted her or whatever and it hit her and then she dropped everything. I'm pretty sure. Um but I think oh was it the cricket? It was the cricket that went into the tea or whatever and he was like bathing in the tea. And she like freaked out. I think. Anyways, whatever. Maybe. Sure. So yeah, it looks it looks pretty good though. So you know we'll see what happens. Hopefully it doesn't go the way of Dumbo or Lion King. Goes more the path of Aladdin. Um, March twenty seventh, that one comes out. Cruella was yes. announced, which is a nineteen seventies punk rock retelling of not really a retelling, but I guess more of like an in depth look at the villain of Cruella from One Hundred One Dalmatians. So. Um, little spot from Emma Stone, who will be the lead, uh, and Emma Thompson will also be in the movie. Um, a little spot from her being like mean towards the dog, which you know we don't approve of being mean at dogs. But anyways, <laughs> that's her movie, is. I guess. That's her. That's her character. So um, you know, this looked okay. Nothing. Nothing too. Uh, nothing too crazy. Didn't have much to go based off of either. Yeah, they just showed us like concept art. Yeah, not not very much. So, unfortunately, no Little Mermaid discussion, which was very disappointing. With the big anniversary and a lot of focus on the Little Mermaid, I figured that we would have heard something, but alas, we heard nothing. Sad. It is sad. So, um, all right, uh, I will jump right into Pixar. I think you should. Yeah. I so, Pete Doctor, who is has assumed the role that John Lasseter left behind once he was pushed out of the studio. Uh, Pete Docter is in that position now, so he got on stage said, hey, you know, I've been up here as a filmmaker, now I'm up here as the head, and it's, uh, yeah, so happy to be here, a.k.a. I'm shitting my pants. So um, he talked about Soul, which comes out summer 2020. The movie's all about why am I here. Uh, main character is Joe Gardner, voiced by Jamie Foxx, who's a jazz musician. Well, he's a, a, 
uh, middle school, I believe, band teacher uh, yes. who always has aspired to become a jazz musician but never caught his big break. Um, so he is has always aspired to become a jazz musician. She, so he finally started playing more and more and more, and they invited him to join a band. So he's all happy. He's living his best life. They're showing us this clip, obviously. And uh, as he's walking home, he falls into a manhole, and next thing you know, he ends up at this seminar or this this space as like a little puff, like he's like a soul. character. Yeah. So it's a, he's a, now a soul, and he's back at the U seminar. So they're talking about how personalities develop, and it all starts off at the U seminar. And you complete a course, and then you're given a body from there. So um, Joe's soul now has to go meet a character, or he has to go to the U seminar. And in the process, he meets a character named. 22, and it's because she's uh, this character has been in the U seminar for I don't know 22 million six hundred. What they ramble off some crazy number, and like, it's number. 22 for short. Um, and 22 thinks that the world is very overrated and has uh, no desire to go up there. And really, deep down, I think it's because she's afraid to go up there um, and be placed in an actual body. So 22 is played by Tina Fey. So Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx came out. Um, this movie looks great. I mean, I don't know. We, we talked about this, right, where you hear these crazy concepts about, um, oh, this movie's about a rat that cooks. And it's like, oh, that sounds dumb. And then you go watch it, and you're like, okay. Um, that was <laughs> Why really am I good. crying about this rat? Yeah. So so Pete Doctor did say something like, you know, yeah, like, who would be you know, who would be crazy enough to, you know, go through and make a movie about um, – uh, why you're here and whatever and, you and know, metaphysics and, and blah, blah, blah. oh yeah metaphysics and he's like we're calling it soul <laughs> and uh, so yeah Pixar would be crazy enough to do that so power to them for living their best life and coming up with these crazy ideas so moving in a little closer to the spring um, Onward is coming out so Onward said is around two elf brothers uh, who lost their father at a young age and they keep talking about how they do anything to spend one more day with their father um, when they both become of age, or when the younger brother becomes of age, uh, the mother gives them this present from their father, and it's this trident, or not a trident, it's like a staff with a, with a gem in it, um, that it's allow like them, Phoenix like, pretty much, like... crystal or something? Say it again? Phoenix crystal, I think it was called, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Phoenix gem? Something like that. I think it's called the Phoenix gem, yeah. And it allows them to bring someone, or spend, like, a day with someone, um, because the father wanted to see once they were grown up, he wanted them to use it to bring him back for a day to see his his sons, you know, grown up. Um, so they go and they try to use the spell. Things go awry, of course, because now we have a story and an adventure. Um, and all that comes back is the father's shoes and and lower half, really. His legs. So there's, his legs. Yeah. They just summon so, a pair of legs. Yeah. So his uh, so his whole body is not there. So. They go on an adventure to find another Phoenix gem. They're very highly sought after, very, very rare um, material. Not material. Uh, I guess a gem. Item. Best way. Yeah. So, anyways, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt are the two main characters. So, this should be awesome. Um, and, yeah. So, both movies look fantastic. I don't know if you have any thoughts or anything on the movies, but before we move into the animation studios. Yeah, I'm still, I guess, lukewarm on Soul. Like, I'm sure it'll be fine, but... At the moment, I'm just like, sure. But I'm super excited for Onward. I can't say I was excited for Onward with just the teaser trailer that we've seen. Um, but the footage that they showed us, they showed us a good eight minutes of it. Um, looked really, really good. So I am very, very excited for this one. And then also, I think it's worth mentioning, when Tom Holland was out on stage, this was kind of immediately after the whole Spider-Man um, being out of the MCU 
uh, news broke, which if you aren't aware, listen to our next episode, which we're recording immediately after this one. Um, basically, Tom Holland was just like, uh, I know it's been a crazy week, but I love you guys. Thank you all so much. I love you 3000. And then he left Sage. So that was cute. Anyways, I got to tell you, and we've dedicated way too much energy to that story. Have we? Our, over the past two weeks. Oh, like we personal people, energy. <laughs> we as, we a as a people have dedicated way too much energy to that. We'll cover to really, it what just amounts to two big corporations fighting over over toys. Over money. And yep. toys. Anyways, panel finishes out. You think, I guess, I, I don't know. I figured that they would have ordered this differently. Um, but I guess Frozen 2 is kind of the biggest thing. Um, so before Frozen, Frozen 2, 2 is a lot bigger than you think. But anyways, keep going. I mean, I know it's big. It's just not big to me personally but it's big selfish. i mean, like the original whatever i am selfish before frozen 2 they actually um had a new brand new announcement i don't think we've ever heard of this before raya and the last dragon coming november 2020 um looks really really cool it's a southeast asia based story so think um thailand vietnam uh laos cambodia those kind of cultures um in terms of lore that's where it's set um, and apparently it's set in Kumandra, which is like another Earth or an alternative Earth. I don't know if Earth exists in this universe and Kumandra is another planet or what have you. But it's set on Kumandra. Um, and apparently this world has kind of descended into chaos and they need to find the last dragon to save the world. They went into more depth than that, but that was the notes I took in what little time I had. Um, so Raya, you know, sets off on a quest to find the last dragon um, and we see this little clip, and the animation looks absolutely beautiful. There's, like, raindrops, and they're step she's stepping in, like, this mud, and just, it looks ridiculously good. Um, and we see it, Cassie Steele is playing Rhea, and Aquafina um, is playing the dragon. So, she does find the dragon in the end of the trailer, but we don't really see what the dragon looks like. We just saw some concept art when Aquafina came out on the stage, which was super cool. And the movie's actually written by the same writer as Crazy Rich Asians, so... Um, they both have worked together on Crazy Rich Asians, uh, Aquafina and this writer. I forgot her name. Um, but looks really, really good. This is kind of one of the things I'm more excited about over Frozen 2. But Frozen 2 is equally as exciting, I guess. Um, we did see two songs, actually, from the movie. So Evan Rachel Wood from Westworld was announced to be playing Elsa's mother. Um, and they did show a little bit of a, a med uh, not a song, but like a little... Um, lullaby, I guess, that she was singing to uh, a young Anna and Elsa, which we presume will be on a flashback of some sort. And they also announced that Sterling K. Brown will be playing a new character called Lieutenant uh, Matisse. So the general plot of the movie is that they, um, Elsa's trying to, there's this like voice that Elsa is trying to ignore. And that's kind of one of the songs that we see in this clip that they showed us. And she's like, I don't want to go into the unknown, blah, blah, blah. It's definitely going to be the next Let It Go. Um, but it did sound like a good song, to be totally honest. But eventually, obviously, as things happen, they do end up going into the unknown, and it's this, like, forest, kind of like a uh, forbidden forest, and that's where they meet up with this character, Lieutenant Matisse, and apparently he and his army have been, like, stuck in that forest for, like, decades, and they can't get out, um, so that's kind of the where the story goes. Um, and then Jonathan Groff, Idina Menzel, Kristen Bell, and Josh Gad all came out on stage to sing another song live called Some Things Never Change. This one was kind of cute. Um, so, I don't know. I'm sure this will be a great movie. I genuinely did enjoy the first one when we first saw it in theaters. Remember we saw the, like, early screening? Um, yep. That was before Let It Go was, like, the hottest song in town. 
Well, was overplayed. Remember, so uh, Dina Menzel performed Let It Go in, at D23. The first D23 that I was at, she performed that. And it 2013? was pretty big. It was pretty well received. That was 20... 2013 must have been, yeah. Yeah, so one thing to note here, uh, the movie does come out this holiday, and Kristen and Bobby Lopez are back for all these songs, So, yes. which yeah. is great because they wrote um, all of the songs that are in the original Frozen that were major hits. So I liked Some Things Never Change a lot, um, that's my opinion, but I uh, I don't know. I think it'll be good, and it'll be great. I yeah. have no... No fear that it will be good. I just hope that they didn't rush it and just try to get it out quickly. I hope that it's actually... They definitely didn't rush it. It's been, like, five years since Frozen. They definitely didn't rush it. It was announced, like, only a few years after Frozen came out. But announced doesn't mean that it hasn't been worked on previously. Like, they probably had... When you announce something, you have a story that is already, like, significantly built up. And it's like, this is a good idea. We're going to do this. Here's the money. And then they announce Mm -hmm. it. They don't announce, like, mm-hmm. hmm, we're thinking of doing this. What do you think? I don't know. I'm yeah. sure it's fine. They've, it's I'm definitely sure, been in the works sure immediately since the first one was released. Yeah. Well, I, I would say right after the first one was as successful as it was, that's when it immediately got greenlit. So. Yeah. Um, but, I'm yeah, sure so fine. that was the end of the behind-the-scenes panel. So we're doing pretty good here. We're doing about 30 minutes of panel, so that means we've got one more to go. So I don't think this will take 30 minutes, but who knows? Who's to say? I know, right? So actually, you're right. Probably not. Um, no, yeah, you're definitely right. Okay, so the last panel, so that the Saturday one was probably the biggest panel of the three. Um, the last panel that we went to was on Sunday. It was the Disney Parks panel, uh, one that we particularly enjoy probably more than others uh, for various reasons. So um, Bob Chapik is, or Bob Chapik, however you want to pronounce his name, uh, is really at the helm now for the parks. So, uh, in terms of Disney leadership, so he's going in and and making various changes and and so on. So one of the big things that they kept saying in the beginning, as he's going through his opening uh, remarks, was that there's going to be an even larger focus on putting Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel characters into the parks because experience, uh, guests want to experience these um, big, massive, immersive type experiences. So, citing Galaxy's Edge as an example, right, where you're walking into the world of Batu, where you know, your your cast members are really in character and in the world. And, you know, we'll talk about that on, on the regular episode as to uh, what we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. Really, we were spent a considerable amount of time at uh, Disneyland on Batu. Um, and, you know, you've got, ve- you know, when you, you walk up to them, they say, oh, Rising Suns. And it's like, well, what the hell does that mean? And that's just them saying good morning. But it's just this immersion, this level of immersion that keeps you in the world and keeps you pretty well into the whole star wars lore so yeah um they so you know they went through a reactions video uh for star wars galaxy's edge from disneyland a lot of very happy guests so he is seeing that as a thing where they got to keep moving forward with this and keep putting more um characters where we need to put them in the parks so anyways rise of the resistance some new footage was shown there after that, press previews were shown down in Hollywood Studios, um, and they have been glowing, beyond glowing. I mean, people have just said that this ride is going to be truly like something we've never seen before, and I am so excited for it. Yeah, um, there's literally just one picture that the press was allowed to share, and it's that one picture inside, like, the, I don't know, inside some ship, and you're, like, looking out, and there's, like, a hundred stormtroopers, and, like, you're looking out into space, and it's this whole thing. It 
I don't know, one review was like, it literally looks like a movie set. So very, very yeah. excited for this one. Yeah, so this will be this will be awesome. Um, so the big first big announcement, I guess, was Magic Happens was announced, which is a new parade coming to Disneyland Resort this spring. I'd imagine that with it being so late in the year, this is not too much of a secret. I'd imagine there's been some, uh, at least some preliminary rehearsals happening at Disneyland. Uh, they did show a Coco, Moana, and a very an overall princess float. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, some concept art from each of those. Jordan Fisher came out on stage to perform a piece in the parade. Honestly, it sounded okay. Nothing, I don't know, nothing earth shattering. I uh, agree. The, par- the, uh, the parade pieces are always very hit or miss. Like, I know that for me, Spectrum Magic was one that resonated with me because I had memories associated with it. Um, Paint the Night is as well. Paint the Night is one that is in California, and I have memories associated with that, and just good overall memories. And the the parade's fantastic. The Main Street Electrical Parade, not so much. I'm good with uh, never hearing the soundtrack again because it's just like bling, 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 you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's a good tune. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not bad, but it gets old after a while. It does. I'm kidding. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, some new concept art was shown. That is going to be opening at Hollywood Studios next year. And in Toontown in Disneyland uh, sometime in 2022. Uh, so that's I'd imagine that the the addition to Toontown is going to be pretty substantial for it to take three years, um, but I think it's more so just because, like Mickey and Minnie's Railway at Hollywood Studios is underway for a good amount of time. Um, that's true too, because um, like this was just new announced, pretty much not yeah. at D twenty three, but recently. What's kind of bothering me is that they're starting to do this thing where they're like I was reading online that Galaxy's Edge and Disney was Hollywood Studios is a spitting image. It's like you picked it up from Disneyland and dropped it in Hollywood Studios. Like everything yeah. is identical. The pathways are identical, the everything. So I think that's fine, specifically for Galaxy's Edge, just because it's such a like I don't know, it's such a big thing. Like to I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm it's such a big thing and it's hard to like if it was only in California, for example, it would be annoying for Star Wars fans that are in New York. Or on the East Coast to be like have to fly six hours just to go visit Star Wars Land, whereas when it's in both, it's just a little more accessible to more Star Wars fans. I don't know. That's my okay. viewpoint on it. Whereas okay. something smaller, like well, actually, I wouldn't say smaller, like Marvel Land is only going to be in California Adventure. I don't know. And there's going to be one pissed off Marvel fan in New York City. I'm looking me. at him. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> so it's um, but it is. I, I don't know. I don't think that's the right way to look at it personally, but. I also get it because they want to scale it, and the way to scale it is if you do it the exact same way on both sides. You order the exact same parts. It's the exact same layout. You order two of everything, um, so it's a little easier. But anyways, but if I wanted Zootopia Land, I'd have to go to Shanghai. <laughs> do you want so, a Zootopia Land? Tell me honestly. Tell me to my face right now. It'd be pretty cool to see like Zootopia re- like recreated in real life. Like All right, they let's did go to Shanghai. Cars. Book tickets. Come on. Chop, chop. All right, let's go. It's not done yet. <laughs> Tokyo first. Um, so new concept art was shown for Zootopia Land coming to Shanghai Disneyland. Um, new renovations are coming to the Hong Kong Disneyland Castle. We knew about this already. We did not know the name. The name was revealed as the Castle of Magical Dreams, which is themed after all the Disney princesses. So I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't really care about this stuff. So we're just breezing through. <laughs> um, there is a Frozen Land that was announced to come to Hong Kong Disneyland. They did announce the two rides that will be going there. Wandering Oaken Sliding Sleigh, which is a roller coaster. I would imagine this to be more to the tune of like Seven Doors Mind Train slash Slinky Dog uh, Dash. So, and then Frozen Ever After, coming from the US and A, 
uh, from Epcot. So that ride will just get um, reordered and dropped over there. Which is funny because that ride's been there forever. It's because it's the it's the old Maelstrom ride in Norway. Like yeah, is the company that made it still even in business? Who knows? No, they're just they're not they're not going to. I'd imagine they'll use like regular small world boats. I don't know if they would use. Well, actually, maybe not. If they do the whole, if they do the no. whole like reverse and the track switching no. thing. No, I don't think they will. I think it'll be just a regular boat. They ride. might just stop them and then pick the yeah you know, move them from there or something. I. I yeah, I don't know. I time will tell. I mean, they did be, order the same Buzz Lightyear ride for the Ant Man and the Wasp ride in Hong Kong or Shanghai. Yes, Hong Kong. Yeah, I I would be so. shocked if they used the same ride mechanics as they did for Maelstrom. If you're rebuilding a this ride, ride somewhere else, that's yeah. an outdated ride system to use. Yeah, I would be very shocked. But then again, like they did it for Buzz Lightyear, and that's an outdated ride system. So who knows? I yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Astro Blasters is just not. We did that when we were there on on that Thursday, and I don't like the art style. I don't the ride like the is just not good. Itself. It's just yeah. it's very outdated. But anyways, it is um, a new stage show is coming to Disney Springs. This is the first ever partnership between Cirque du Soleil, Walt Disney Imagineering, and Walt Disney Animation Studios, and this looks really cool. So Cirque du Soleil is going to be doing a show based on. Um, the animated films so previews begin in march 2020 and shows go live on um sometime in april 2020 so these this show is clearly pretty much done at this point uh, i'd imagine and and yeah. being practiced definitely doing like rehearsals and stuff yeah and then in the spirit of totally random stuff going on uh, the target ceo came out on stage and announced that the disney store is going to be putting merchandise in, in 25 of their stores by october and another 40 stores after that by the following October. And then, more importantly, the Bullseye Dog came out on stage. He's cute. And he is cute. And then, more importantly, everybody in the room got $10 gift cards. I'm an idiot. I went to Target the other day, and I literally, like, I bought, like, $90 worth of, like, groceries and pantry stuff. And you didn't use your gift card. <laughs> I completely forgot about the gift card until after I left, and I was like, oh, anyways, whatever. I'll go to Target again. It's fine. Yeah. All right, why don't you take the next one, because I'll breeze through Epcot once we get there. Yes, so um, we obviously mentioned this briefly, and we have mentioned this in our last episode like three weeks ago, so if you've forgotten since then. Um, Marvel Land is official. It is now called Avengers Campus. Um, It is coming to Anaheim and Paris, um, and it's not necessarily coming to Hong Kong. Hong Kong just already has the Stark Expo, um, but that will tie in to the general overall story of these Avengers campuses. Um, basically, the idea is they're like, oh, well, you know, we need new Avengers. So these are like hiring or like recruiting sta- stages or recruiting sections. I don't know. Recruiting areas, whatever, whatever you want to call them. Um, and they obviously talked about all the rides that we have discussed before with you guys. Um, the Spider-Man ride was detailed for Disney California Adventure. The ride car that was leaked was confirmed. Um, and you know, they confirm that you'll be able to get, um, web slinging powers among other things. And they showed a little concept art of people literally like sitting in this car, but sticking their hands out and shooting webs. Um, and the idea is they're trying to catch all these spider bots that haven't been programmed correctly and kind of like escaped and run amok in the city or whatever. Um, so it looks like it'd be interesting. I have no idea how this will work and how you're going to actually shoot webs. Um, it might be like a kind of VR thing. That's my guess, but I hope it's not because I feel like I get kind of motion sick in VR, but 
who knows we'll see i hope it's accessible to everyone um and then dr stage or dr stage dr strange (laughs) stage show was announced um or you know confirmed uh that'll obviously be across the path from the ant-man microbrewery which so the bob chapek was talking about how this works i don't know if it was bob or or one of the planning people um but basically they were saying like oh they have been testing like shrinking and, and making bigger food items so i'm imagining like maybe you can get instead of like a bunch of chicken nuggets maybe you'll get like one big chicken nugget or something or like instead of a cheeseburger you'll get like a bunch of little tiny sliders um like tiny cheeseburgers so i don't know i'm sure it'll be fun and and cute and exciting um and then tons of characters will be around for photo ops i think they mentioned black widow black panther um cap iron man etc etc which is interesting the iron man will be there but sure um and then they did officially announce that we are getting a second e-ticket attraction besides the spider-man ride um which will be the avengers quinjet um, so it's you know the rumored Avengers ride. You're actually riding the Avengers Quinjet, and you'll be flying to Wakanda, which is insane. But the gag is it doesn't open till Phase Two, which is who knows how long out that is. Construction in Disney parks takes notoriously, literally forever. So 2026, here we come. Oh my Anyways. gosh! I hope not. Ugh, and then Epcot. Holy crap! This is so much. Yeah, <laughs> Epcot so really is getting like rebuilt from the ground up. Yeah, so I can run through this. So they're, they announced last time that Epcot was going to go through some pretty lengthy revisions to make it more modern. So it goes without saying that Spaceship Earth and some of the other uh, pavilions at Epcot are very outdated. World of Motion was one, or not World of Motion, World uh, Universe of Energy, which was the Ellen ride, was very outdated. And that that's now being replaced by Guardians of the Galaxy. Um I was going to say Test Tracker Mission Space, but neither one of them have changed. So Space Track hasn't been changed in a while. Test Tracker's um, doing a good job of keeping updated, I think. Yeah. Well, it's it's sponsored by Chevy, so yeah. that was a that was a new-ish thing, but that was pr- some time ago at this point. So yeah. Anyways, all right, it's Epcot time. So it's going to be unified into four neighborhoods, and what you can think of this really confused me at first, but I did some reading and now I'm good. So. The, the neighborhoods are pretty much, you could just split the parks up. Right now, it's Future World and World Showcase. Instead of that, there's going to be World Celebration, which is going to be the whole Spaceship Earth. If you literally drew like a an oval around the center of where Future World is supposed to be. And then on the left side, you have World Discovery. And then on the right side, you have World Nature. So World Discovery would be like Mission Space, Test Track, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then World Nature would be the Land Pavilion, the Living Seas... Um, the Nemo area, and then um, Journey to Imagination with Figment. Which I don't know how that fits into nature, but sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, And then you have World Showcase, of course, which is all of the countries in the back. So with that in mind, let's dive into each one of these and all of the related announcements to each of those. So World Celebration um, from Disney. World Celebration will offer new experiences that connect us to one another and the world around us. So a new three-story pavilion was announced, which will have a plaza level, a middle expo level, and a park at the top. It's uh, revered as one of the uh, most unique buildings in all the Disney parks, uh, at least the design of it. It looks very cool. Um, and it has a nice little overhang, or I guess, yeah, I guess like an overhang where you can go underneath for shade. Yeah. So uh, Bob Chapek joked that um, 
you know, people ask for more shade, and he's not wrong. So more shade is always good. Because yes. um, right now, really, the only shade is underneath the Spaceship Earth ball. So anyway. Basically, there's no shade anywhere. Yeah, so it's pretty brutal. But yeah, so this is going to be home for the, all of the festivals coming up. So what I did see is there was talk of it being where the Odyssey building is. Um, the Odyssey building is the building right before you go to the World Showcase on the left where they have some annual pass holder stuff going on, some activities there. Um, but there was rumor of that, you know, kind of repla- of this replacing that. So we'll see. I figured that this would be directly behind Spaceship Earth where currently it's the whatever that exit area for Spaceship Earth is. Like in that area. Like right I... kind of in the middle. That's what That was my impression. Because it has, the, he was saying it has prime viewing for uh the new fireworks show and you know obviously that's going to be like some dinner package like vip but that was my understanding i don't know i i don't know maybe that might be so well maybe maybe that's the case so they're gonna be reimagining the fountain which is right behind there um but i think it's gonna be closer to the seven seas or not seven seas lagoon the uh world showcase lagoon because if you have prime viewing for the for the fireworks, you want to be right there. Yeah. Right now, the Odyssey building is pretty much like on the water, kind of. So right there, it would put you right above, like right next to Mexico, but above the other area there, so you could see out to the lagoon and all the countries. So yeah, we'll see. But it looks very nice. Um, so they're going to be reimagining the fountain, the giant fountain that's um, that Epcot is known for. Uh, so that's coming. Space Earth. Okay. So lots to talk about here. Uh, not really, I guess, but. What they did reveal is that obviously it's staying. They're not getting rid of Spaceship Earth. They'd probably get, I don't know, burned at stake if they tried to they really uh, by the fans. Um, but the renovation, the biggest thing is it's going to focus on storytelling. So we did get the reassurance that many of the scenes are going to remain, but they'll be brought to life in new ways. So I did notice that, well, let me continue. So there's <laughs> a story light that follows you around. I'd imagine it'd be like a pixie dust that would like go and like, swing around the animatronics and then all of a sudden they start moving i don't know something like that but i did see on online that people were like oh brought to life in new ways aka they're gonna throw storytelling oh okay they're gonna throw disney characters in there so hopefully that's not the case um because i like my spaceship Earth the way it is but you know i'm willing to entertain new ideas just if people start stealing animatronics to get them out of the attraction don't be surprised um so the exit space for spaceship Earth will be new as well uh, and that's going to be take you right out to Dreamer's Point, which is the new exit, um, and it's going to offer a very nice viewscape of the park. Uh, and there's going to be a new statue of Walt Disney right at the exit of the park, so uh, that should be very nice. Um, in yeah. World Discovery, we'll move over there now. World Discovery is described as in World Discovery, stories about science, technology, and intergalact- intergalactic adventure come to life. Uh, so this contains mission space. Test track, um, I guess before we move on from Mission Space, we can talk about the Mission Space restaurant. So the Mission Space restaurant, excuse me, is going to be called Space 220, 220. Um, So I don't know what this is going to be like, but there's been a lot of concept art uh, shown. And I mean, it looks looks nice, but... So it's basically like you're 220 miles above Earth and there's, from the concept art, there's kind of these like floor-to-ceiling windows all along the wall... And it's a view of Earth, like from space. So okay, okay, that makes sense then. So that's what yeah. was shown. Um, that's what was shown in the concept art. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be definitely like an all 
encompassing like immersive kind of thing like you won't have any window to the outside world besides this fake window that's a screen showing earth oh um, gotcha interesting so, looks interesting it looks like it'll be cool um i hope it just doesn't have like astronaut food and has real oh food. my god could you imagine <laughs> 25 dollars for dried ice cream <laughs> you imagine um, they probably will sell that though I did look up a little bit more detail on Dreamer's point here because I did get caught up here. So, as you exit space, this one comes from WDWNT. As you exit space, you're to discover a breathtaking new view of World Showcase from Dreamer's Point. Uh, World Celebration will also feature a new statue celebrating the legacy of the original Dreamer Walt Disney. So, there's not much detail about that. Um, mainly just that you'll get a view of the World Showcase as you exit Spaceship Earth. So yeah. that's well, the the steps that the Walt Disney statue... So Walt Disney statue, he's sitting on steps. So I'm assuming Dreamer's Point is just the top of those steps. It looked like it was like five steps. Yeah, maybe. And he was just sitting on there dreaming about the future of Epcot. And that's the Dreamer's Point. I don't know. That's my, mm. my uh, guess. Good, good guess. Right. Um, so Space 220 opens this winter. Yes. Um, Test Track will be in World Discovery. Obviously, no real changes announced to that. The Wonders of Life Pavilion, which has been the pavilion right now for the festivals. So that is going to become the Play Pavilion, and there's going to be a number of experiences in there. Uh, the ones that were detailed to us were based on Edna Mode, which was the stage show area where last time I think we were in there, we were getting cutting boards from Food and Wine Festival. So, yes. Um, and then there's going to be another experience with a massive water balloon fight. So this is more geared towards kids, which is good because it's kind of off the beaten path get the traffic out of the main walking areas and there's air conditioning and there's air conditioning um the gardens of the galaxy ride that's in the universe of energy, energy. yeah it is I, I always mix them up um world and universe universe of energy building uh that is going to become gardens of the galaxy cosmic rewind which is the first reverse launch code yeah wow <laughs> the first reverse launch coaster at disney say that five so, times fast i mean don't actually but first reverse launch coaster at disney 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 there we go amazing incredible um so yeah guardians of the galaxy there is some concept art shown uh but i guess more to come on this yeah it looks like it'll be kind of um spinning cars or like not spinning but like not not spinning at random i guess i should say but spinning to point you towards story elements throughout the ride so it's kind of like a time yes. spin which is very interesting because that's i mean we, we we heard about hagrid's blah 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 motorbike adventure or whatever and how that was a story coaster but that didn't turn to make you face any of the actual things that are happening yeah but i mean it's just mainly animatronics and stuff like that that are happening so yeah the the second the the one the, what's the second ride at harry potter world i forgot um whatever it was journey or no the gringotts one yeah the gringotts escape from gringotts that's what it is um that one does have it's i want to say it's kind of a roller coaster and kind of not um but it i mean it is on a track and it rolls and coasts um and the cars do spin to like point you at specific screens and like stops you there for a second and like the whole track will actually move like You'll stop at a specific section in front of a screen. The track will lift up and disconnect from the other track pieces and like move around based on what's happening, and then it'll settle and then you'll continue rolling. It's a really ridiculously cool track system. Um, so maybe it'll be something like that. Who knows? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe. But yeah, until then, we won't know until we ride it. Oh, it's fine. Twenty twenty one can't come soon enough. 
2021 is going to be such a big year. Because that's the... Is that not the 50th? I believe 2021 is the 50th. 2021 is the 50th, and it's going to be Tron, and it's going to be Guardians, and it's going to be Mickey and Minnie Railway. Well, that opens this year, but whatever. There's so much happening, or next year, 2020, but... Yeah. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. My wallet, it's already sizzling. Hot to the touch. <laughs> World nature. World yes. nature is dedicated to understanding and preserving the beauty, awe, and balance of the natural world, which includes the land and the living seas with Nemo and Friends pavilions. Um, a new video is coming to the land called Awesome Planet. This replaces... The Lion King Circle of Life video that was thrown out a while ago. So interesting to see that they're bringing back another video here. Um, not entirely surprising, but just surprising because they uh, did announce that they were going to be using that space for like uh, some performers and practicing and stuff like that. So huh. Journey, Journey to Imagination with Figment uh, was announced. Well, not not announced. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, that, uh... <laughs> that has been there. No changes have been announced. Is what I was trying to say. Gotcha. Journey of Water, inspired by Moana, was announced, which is a walk through water attraction. Um, not much more detail was given besides that. I mean, we got some concept art. It was announced actually before the expo officially started. Um, so very interesting there. Um, but yeah, that's World Nature. World Showcase. Um, some big news here. So a Mary Poppins attraction is coming to the United Kingdom. So this is perhaps the largest piece of news that we've ever gotten. This was a, a pretty credible rumor for a while. Um, and then they brought out Dick Van Dyke on stage with some people, some um, chimney sweeps dancing on stage. And Dick Van Dyke came out and talked to Bob Chapik. And, um, you know, pretty much we all screamed. I know I screamed. Yeah, I haven't he seen was like, Dick Van Dyke in person. So just seeing him on stage, that was pretty cool. He was like, it's been 60 years. What? Yeah, um, it's been 55 years since 55. Uh, Mary Poppins came out. Yeah, it's uh, it's so we don't know if it's gonna be an attraction or like we don't know if it's gonna be a ride or just a like a land that you can kind of walk through and observe, kind of like Mickey's Toontown, Town, like walking into Mickey's house. So yeah, we know, know that we'll Cherry see. Tree Lane will be reproduced and reconstructed in real life for us to walk through. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and you know, hopefully there is some sort of attraction that's that's done. So we'll see. Hope so. Um, as we know, in France, the Remy's Rat- I think it's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure or something, something like, like that. that. Sure. The Ratatouille Ride. Yeah, the Ratatouille Ride is coming to France. That opens summer 2020. Um, Beauty and the Beast sing-along is coming to Impressions de France in January 2020. Okay. Uh, a new creperie is coming to France. Pretty cool. Um, a new Circle Vision movie is coming to China titled Wondrous China. New videos coming to Canada, Canada Far and Wide, in Circle Vision 360, which debuts in January of 2020. Um, and then we moved away from all the lands and started talking about the overall Epcot. Uh, Epcot Forever was talked about, which is the interim nighttime spectacular once Illuminations finishes up, um, which is going to focus on the history of Epcot and stuff like that, which that's cool. Um, Harmonious was announced, which is coming to Epcot next year. This is the whole kit and caboodle, the big shebang, however you want to say it. Uh, this is the big one coming and replacing Illuminations. So uh, that should be very cool. I'd imagine that they're going to pull all the stops here and try to make it to the same caliber as Happily Ever After, I would hope. Yeah, I don't know if what we see in the concept art is Epcot Forever or if it's Harmonious. I want to assume it's Harmonious. Um, and it looks very big and 
you know, flashy, but I mean, that's what concept art is. It's supposed to be big and flashy. So I don't know. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's better than yeah. that dumb little ball in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd imagine they'll move away from that. Or I'd hope they would, but yeah, they definitely will. We will see. Um, a new anthem was developed for Epcot and that was played for us or performed for us. I should say, I'll be honest. Uh, I don't even know what the current anthem is. I don't know either. So it was, it was good. I mean, okay. It was orchestra. Yeah. Like, are we going to walk in and be greeted by the anthem? I don't know. Maybe that's like the entrance plaza music. Who knows? Who knows? That's fine. I like it. Make Epcot great. <laughs> Stop. Um, okay. <laughs> Mega. Um, anyways, <laughs> the 50th anniversary for Disney World was talked about briefly. Most of new Epcot will be done by then. Uh, and they're bringing the party to all four parks. So usually Magic Kingdom is celebrated, but they said this time all four parks are getting in on the fun. Okay, Bob Chapek, do whatever the hell you want. Um, <laughs> Disney Genie was announced, which optimizes your day based on what you want to do. It'll adjust your reservations and all that good stuff. Um, they're going to start doing some testing in, uh, well, it debuts late 2020 at Walt Disney World exclusively. And then they're going to start doing some testing, I believe, with D23 members before then, which was interesting. Um, I was like, okay. Uh, Reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge was shown off some new concept art, and a Princess and the Frog restaurant was announced. So, is this uh, part of the Riviera Resort? I want to say that it is, and it's like the lodge, like, like kind of like how Polynesian has those like fancy lakefront cabins. Yes, that's the way I interpret it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, then they talked about the Star Wars Hotel coming to uh, Disney World, the Galactic Star Cruiser. My wallet or- just shook in the distance. I was just going to say, the Galactic Money Eater. Um, so there's many immersive sh- experiences on the ship. There's so much crap that they announced on this. Um, and, you know, pretty much it's a two, three-day, two-night experience. Two-day, two-night is what they kept saying. But it's two-day, two-night. Basically, like, literally a cruise ship experience. It's a stationary cruise ship. But I don't think you're going to be allowed to, like, leave unless there's, like, an emergency. Yeah. Like, kind of thing. Like, you're going to be forced to pretend like you are literally stranded at water. What are you going to do? Yeah, which is pretty cool. So, um, they did mention that both kids and adults can train with the lightsaber. Not that that stopped us before, but it's nice they're letting adults in this time. So, <laughs> looks pretty cool. There was some um, pricing, not pricing officially discussed. There was some stuff online. I don't know. It looked ridiculous. So, until we get confirmation, we won't judge. I think but they the- did confirm. So, it's the it's $3,300 per cabin. For the entire experience. And you can bring up to five people. Wait, that was confirmed? I believe so. 3300 per cabin. I think the original the original articles were dicey, and they were like, $3,300 per person. And I was like, who has the money for that? $3,300 per cabin, and you can bring up to five people in each cabin. Um, in most of the cabins, like the regular cabins. I think there's like some larger VIP suites. Um, but that evens out to, or that works out to... I don't know, like 700 bucks a person, which isn't terrible. That is roughly the price of like a three night cruise. Um, so it's not bad. And you do have apparently like you, you dock at Batu as, and that's like your day excursion. Kind of like if you were on Disney cruise and you docked at Castaway Key or the Bahamas or whatever, you dock at Batu and you like leave and go, that's like your at land day or whatever. And then, um, and then you come back onto your ship. Um, and all the, all the windows, everything in the in the hotel, all look out into space, and it's like a very immersive experience, it seems. So, very exciting. And apparently, this is where... I think we had talked about this way before 
like a year, like I want to say years. We've only been doing the podcast for a year. A year ago, before Star Wars Galaxy's Edge happened, we were talking about how there would be like a system of like your reputation within the land. I think that's really going to come into play in this hotel, how you interact with different cast members and stuff, especially with your magic band, um, being able to kind of track things. Your reputation could either like lean towards the dark side or towards the light side, whatever. So should be interesting. Yeah, so you are right. So they did announce that the cabin, like you said, starts at thirty three hundred dollars. So which sleeps five, and that is I think roughly that's... about seven hundred dollars a person, a little less than seven hundred dollars a person for two yeah. nights. That's not terrible. Worst things have happened. Yeah, I mean it's like what three fifty a night. That's not horrible. But you meanwhile, do have to find five I look people. at the Polynesian and I'm like, you want how many dollars per night? <laughs> it's fine. One day, one day we'll make it there. Yeah, so um, so speaking of real cruises, uh, we talked about the cruise line for a little bit. New Disney on location, Lighthouse Point in the Bahamas was announced. Uh, that was detailed by Joe Rohde, who mentioned a number of pieces of information about how they're working with the locals, and they're really trying to keep it authentic and keep the beauty intact. Um, the fifth Disney Cruise Line ship was announced as the Disney Wish, set sail uh, January 2022. And Rapunzel is on the ship. Uh, she is at the the um, whatever part of the ship they have characters on. I don't even. I'm not even going to be. I want to say the bow, but I'm not 100 percent sure. The what? The bow or the stern? Oh, it's at the back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's the stern. Sure. I think it's the stern. <laughs> I, I didn't. You. I didn't even know the name of it. So yeah, I yeah. think she's on. Rapunzel's either on the bow or the stern. We don't know which one. one she's side. on the back of the boat. Yeah. The one that's not pointy. Boat. Yeah. That's where she is. Um, yeah, so then we, we finished up with that, and then there was a Make-A-Wish segment that was uh, that rolled, showing the partnership between Disney and Make-A-Wish. A bunch of Make-A-Wish kids came out, a bunch of characters came out, and um, Bob Chapek said, never stop wishing. So we wish that one day Figment will be revitalized, and it was not. So it was oh not God, I remember how they still like feature Flubber on that ride? Anyways. It's in the queue that they feature Whatever. Flubber. It's featured. That's what I'm... Yeah. Ugh. So... Wow. Look D3 at that. It was 30 minutes. Time. It was like 33 minutes. Come on. So what, what were your thoughts on the entire expo now that we went through the big shebangs? I got to say, it, while it was a lot of fun, it definitely wasn't, I guess, as exciting as uh, 2017's edition, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah. 2017's, I think, would be hard to top just based on the fact that we got exclusive footage for Infinity War that was never released after we saw it. And, um, like, the whole cast being there, it was just a crazy, crazy energy in the room. Um, but this one was still a lot of fun. Uh, Disney Plus is sure to be exciting. The show floor was cool. I like that we got all the re- online reservations so we didn't have to waste our time, waste our lives waiting in lines. Um, the stores yeah, because were a little... in years past, we literally just waited in lines, and that was it for those three panels. That was it, sleeping on concrete floors like heathens. Yep. Um... But yeah, the stores were a little underwhelming. I was expecting to spend one, way more money, but I guess my wallet is happy that I didn't. In all reality, we're disappointed by the stores every time because we don't wait overnight like the crazy people do for all the exclusive stuff because that's the good stuff. I, get, I don't know. I feel like the exclusive stuff is like the pins. There was just one thing that I wanted that sold out, and it was the spooky, scary skeleton shirt. But whatever. I'll live. It's okay. Oh the skeletons God. will live to see another day. No, they won't. They're dead. <laughs> I got a pin. A pin came with my mug. I didn't realize and I'll show I it to you. I told you that a hundred times. I'm blind. It's oh, cute. that's nice. It's a little, it says the skeleton dance, and it's got four little skeletons grooving. But yeah, <laughs> what was your favorite part? 
Um. I don't know. I mean, it was. I don't know. Like my favorite part. I mean, Lizzie Wire being announced was pretty cool. That was probably like the big surprise announcement for me because everything there was no real, like, well, that and the Mary Poppins attraction. I think that overall, the Mary Poppins attraction being announced. I think because going into that panel, the parks panel, we were like, yeah, they're gonna announce Brazil. It's all but confirmed at this point. And yet, um, and then they didn't, which means that it's in production because I think last D twenty three there was rumor about Mary Poppins. So I think that word is coming out too early for them to announce it. So it's like. Oh, Ahmed's working on this project, and it's like okay, but it's like in early concept right now. Like it's not even announceable yet. Yeah. Um. So, I would say that, yeah, that th- those two things were were cool. Um, seeing Diego Luna, which isn't really, you know, that's outside the expo, but you know, the Rock coming in on the Jungle Cruise ship, you know, it was. I mean, I'll be honest. I was kind of let down by the animation stuff. I mean, Onward and Soul looked fantastic. But in years past, they've announced new animated movies there and shown concept art. That was the spark of D23. Like, there was footage that by the following D23, just a couple months before the following D23, footage was still coming out that you saw two years ago. Yeah. I mean, I remember the Incredibles 2 thing with the raccoon and Jack-Jack. We saw that segment at D23 2017, and that only came out fairly recently. Um but there was none of that this year. There was because they jammed animated and live action into one. But in all honesty, I don't know if they have the slate laid out from the animation studios perspective That's to be I'm able thinking. to do that. That's the only thing that I can think of. I think with the John Lasseter shakeup, I think that there was probably more strings attached than, than they anticipated. And you can't throw Pete Doctor and Jennifer Lee out there to announce people don't even know who they are. I mean, they know them as filmmakers, but you know they're not people who can get out there and say we're happy to announce that we're making Toy Story seven or five. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just not there yet. So I think they need to. This was them catching their footing. If they do stay in those roles permanently, then you know, then they'll keep uh, they'll keep trudging forward, and you know, hopefully we get a a show. But I mean, you think about it, with John Lasseter, there was this. It was like a dog and pony show. You've got him shooting these John Lasseter designed shirts out into the audience. And, you know, you've got these girls running around throwing shirts out into the audience. And it was this sense of fun. And, you know, that was the animation. It was a celebration of animation. Whereas I do think we got gypped on this one. I think that. I feel like it's just a weird off year, not even just in animation, but in all of the studios. Like Marvel, Marvel's an off year too. I mean, the Eternals, Black Widow, that stuff is not. We're hot off the heels of Endgame. So like, there's not much else like, yeah, we got Eternals, but, like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, so, and then, of course, then you have all the Spider-Man drama, and that doesn't help anything, because it's like, okay, not only is it underwhelming, but then you've got Tom Holland up on the stage for quite possibly the last time, you know, um, while he was on stage for Pixar, I guess I should say. So, yeah. Um, but it's I don't just, know. I don't know. It's weird, because they, they did announce a lot of the Marvel stuff at Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, so I guess none of it was really new, but that's kind of how it's always been. Like they did announce a lot of stuff at 2017 San Diego comic-con, but we still got, you know, the D 23 exclusive stuff. Um, yeah. but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens in two years. Maybe it won't be an off year then. Hopefully it won't be an off year then. And even with the star Wars footage, I thought like, okay, that's cool. We got exclusive star Wars footage. And then, and then it was released later. Not even two days. It was released immediately. 
Yeah, well. Like, as soon as we got out of the panel, people were talking about it online. And then the D23 Expo exclusive offer for Disney Plus. It's like, oh, just kidding. Here it is online for everyone. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you. So that even that was like, okay, it's exclusive. Now it's not, you know. Not to say what is the point of coming to the Expo, but it's like... Like, we still had a good time. It's still just oh, a fun I, environment I had a lot to be part of. I had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. You know, we got our Pixar balls finally. Oh, my God. Um, the freaking Pixar balls. You know, so there he is. There she is. It's a really... It's much smaller than you would imagine. It's about the size of a grapefruit, I guess. Yeah, that'd be a good description. <laughs> yeah. We can get a, you can get a lamp and, like, bounce it on top. <laughs> yes. Let me just... Squish the ball that I've been waiting for for like four years. Anyways, I think that about Overall, wraps up great. our longest episode yet, I believe. Hopefully you've been recording this whole time. No, I haven't. Actually, this was just a rehearsal. That would be, I would be like, okay, I'm leaving. I quit. <laughs> what the fun <laughs> cast? <Cool>. Canceled. <laughs> Can you imagine? Anyways, yes, I think uh, I think that about wraps up. It was a good D23. I enjoyed it. I hope you all enjoyed our coverage of it. I hope you all enjoyed yes, this it was. It was long a lot ass fun. episode. The uh, the coverage part was fun too. It was. A little, it was. It's funny because I was like racing against like Attractions Magazine and like uh, Theme Park Review and with like, the tweets. See if I can get this stuff out faster than they can. <laughs> we got a good we got a good bit of engagement on Twitter. Kudos to you for that. Thank you. But, I'm yeah. sure we got a lot of engagement on Instagram as well. So kudos eh, to you as well. We didn't that much, but it's fine. <laughs> Some people <laughs> replied. One random person that I'd never heard of was like, "Thank you for all this in depth coverage," and I was like, "Oh, you're welcome." I don't know who they are. Maybe they're listening now. Whoever you are, stranger, you're welcome. Oh my <laughs> Anyways, gosh. this has been episode 56 of What the Fun Cast. D23 blowout recap extravaganza. Truly. Uh, yeah. I forgot how to end an episode. It's been so long. We're like, if you have it's any questions, fun, let y'all. us know. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all soon. Enjoy the coverage. Peace!